0: I'm Sean
1: and I'm Clayton and we're men who like men who like movies we're two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies and after a lot of urging we started a podcast so Sean we had to come up with a spur-of-the-moment episode what did you pick for us
0: Uh well I didn't pick this technically we picked this <laughs> we did but
1: I'm just gonna throw that one on you <laughs>
0: um which i'm proud to say this is a really great movie and very spooky vibed um we watched oculus from 2014 yeah we did Um, and this movie is just an so incredible one of the it's one of the best haunted haunted supernatural movies i think i've ever seen like especially the editing which is one of the great reasons we have this awesome guest today We've got Eric Lawrence, writer and director of a horror movie, assistant editor of the 2022 Oscars and Masters of Illusion, and production assistant on Snoop and Martha's Halloween special. Eric, we are so glad to have you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on.
2: Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This is very exciting
0: i wasn't even planning that transition but i was like oh wait man that was a very nice
1: transition (laughs) sean (laughs) i
0: was like i was like wait a minute i had to i just had to work it (laughs) so uh what i i mean eric thank you again so much you came on spur of the moment for oculus we're so excited to have you um uh, what made you want to come and talk about oculus what's your relationship
2: I love Oculus. Well, and I have, I have Mike Flanagan fever right now. Uh, (laughs) It's my thing. Who doesn't? I'm I'm all in. (laughs) We all do right now. I loved "Follow the House of Usher, and I love just about most everything he's worked on. Uh, And Oculus is kind of a, it's not the starting point, but it is a, a starting point, and it led to a lot of things. And it's interesting, and I like talking about it, so. Absolutely. How about you, Clayton?
1: So I think this was my introduction to Mike Flanagan. And I really love everything he is. I mean, Mike Flanagan comes out with a project. I'm there. Absolutely. 100%. Even (laughs) a couple things I don't love of his, I really like and think there's a lot to like in them. And this is maybe his darkest project. So naturally, I really love it. This is my introduction to Karen Gillan. I fucking love Oculus. And I've loved it for a really long time. And because of the fall of the House of Usher, I went back and rewatched that because I was like, oh, it's been a couple years. And then we decided to talk about it. And I'm so happy to do that.
0: Now, you mentioned this is one of his dark. You think it's his darkest. I can't remember. Have you seen it since yeah?
1: I have. I think this is darker than that.
0: I think yeah okay I can see that I I think they're both pretty equally dark but uh then again the um (laughs) the baby in the tunnel kind of gives that one a little (laughs) bit a little bit of darker (laughs) a little bit of dark tones for me um but yeah I do I would agree with you I think this is I think this one's meaner in some ways oh yeah Uh, and and I, I just think that like the mirror itself is so cruel and it just makes for such a compelling villain and how we don't have 6 Oculus movies. Right? I will never fucking know. Like this could easily be a franchise. Like it 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 just works so well. But then again, I, do you dilute it when you have too many? Like ugh, it's just such a hard call. But this could easily be a franchise of movies.
1: Yeah, you could do a prequel, you could do sequels. Cursed objects are so easy to do a franchise around. I feel like when you have, like, a person, it gets harder to do. But, like, this mirror, it's been around for, like, 400 years. You can make more of these.
2: I do think the thing that works most about Oculus, though, is that, like, the two central characters are as dynamic as they are. And a sequel, like, Ouija Origin Mm -hmm. of Evil is a very good movie that Mike Flanagan made. And it's part of a franchise where the other film um, that was made by other people, (laughs) yeah, it's... It's not good. It doesn't have those characters, and it doesn't have a sense of tragedy. And so making it a franchise, it could go either way. It completely depends on the filmmakers.
1: I mean, I'm totally fine with just having one, but as horror goes, they slap a franchise on anything. (laughs) So the fact that there's a franchise on things that there should not be franchises on, and there isn't (laughs) another one of this, is just kind of like, okay, okay.
0: Could you imagine this being like stocked in a where in like an auction house, like it is in the movie, <laughs> and then like everyone in the auction house starts to feel its influence? That'd be like fun. you, you could play with the different paintings. You could do oh, it would. Uh, that's how could, I do, would go could do about
1: it. Piece, you could do a period
0: piece. Yeah, like there's so I just I feel like there's so much potential here. But then again, I do agree. I think that sometimes they can be a little. uh They could be ruined. <laughs> Our where rents it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was my golem popping up. I a love good one. that
1: I went to go see the trilogy recently and you're the one doing golem impressions.
0: <laughs> I can't
1: do golem impressions, but. you know,
0: I know, I do it just to spite you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so just from what we've talked about, it sounds like you guys would recommend this, right? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: 100%. 100% for me, too. Um, so you guys ready to get into the, <laughs> as Clayton loves the meat and potatoes uh, of it? Yes. <laughs> Clayton literally hates when I say that, so I have to say it. I don't say it as often as I used to, but I try to get him every once in a while.
1: Something about the phrase just bothers me and grosses me out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is funny, because you like meat and you like potatoes, and they're, you definitely like
2: meat. Is it because the meat isn't specified? Like, if it was, like
1: maybe steak
2: and potatoes or something I
1: don't know. yeah maybe it is just meat and potatoes it just reminds me of the fact that i live in the midwest and it just
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: boiled
0: chicken and potatoes
1: oh god
0: <laughs> hey we're from indiana <laughs> it's not surprising <laughs>
1: i don't think that is a meal i have ever eaten
0: i haven't either um i don't think i've ever boiled chicken really you know what? Let let's not get into that. That sounds like a dark, deep, dark pit of despair. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> and let's get into the production of this. Um. So, like we, uh, like we've aforementioned, uh, directed by Mac, Mac, Mike Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed the by lesser Mike known Fl- Flanagan brother. <laughs> Mac, Mac Flanagan, Mike Flanagan. Uh, written by Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard, and based on a short screenplay by Flanagan and Jeff Seidman. Also, this was edited by Mike Flanagan. So he One of is... my
1: more favorite editing jobs ever.
2: Agreed. Have um, either
1: of you seen the short that this was based I on? I
0: have yes. seen
2: it, yes. Same.
1: I did not rewatch it for this, but I have seen it.
2: I also did not rewatch it. But yeah, it is. I was going to i didn't have time to either this was my first time noticing that the guy from the shirt was in the movie though yeah when i watched the movie i said "Um, Um, look at him
0: i know he hey he gets in it that's all that matters um but i do agree i think this is one of the best editing best edited movies i've ever seen in my life um i just think it's so well done uh, just to get into a little bit of production history, uh, Mike Flanagan also directed Oculus Chapter 3, The Man with the Plan, the short film which was inspired Oculus. Um, and had Mike, director Mike Flanagan agreed to film Oculus in found footage genre, a number of studio- studios would have backed it as early as 2006. However, Flanagan refused, and Good. thankfully for it. <laughs>
1: Although... I don't hate found footage, but I just...
0: Although, I, I mean, there is a lot in this movie that could be seen as a found, like there's not, like not how it is filmed, but like, even this movie with I do all
1: think the it cameras, would
2: I think it'd be an effective movie. On the note of, of it being a franchise too, like there's a chance, like if he had said, yes, I'll make a found footage movie. There's a chance, like the story would be completely different. And it's just different characters doing a found footage thing. And if that had been successful, it could have led to this Oculus as it is being funded. Oh yeah. Yeah. It might've worked out either way. Yeah.
0: I'm glad with, I'm I'm super happy with what we got, but it is one of (laughs) those. It is one of those that like, you're just like, Oh man, like there are different things that could have worked out of this, especially because of the amount of cameras they even Kaylee and Tim use. Like, they... the only
1: reason I don't think found footage would have worked for this is because what you see through the cameras is like what's really there right? and so it wouldn't have the amount of like fucking with you that you see without the found footage aspect
0: no but how fascinating would it be to watch people just do stuff and talk about something different while they're actually doing it and then they're just like how did I get here
1: well that's when you go to a black box theater Sean <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did i get here <laughs> uh the movie was filmed in 24 days which
1: it is astonishing to me how fast movies are made some well, of them not all movies, not all but... <laughs> i
0: was like not all if you talked to stanley kubrick he would have been all like oh that was one day that <laughs> <It> was <laughs> 24 minutes of film <laughs> It was filmed in October 2012 in Alabama and premiered at the Toronto Film Festival and (laughs) Festival.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a fun one! (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Festival in September 2013, but not given a proper release until April
1: 2014. The fact that this was filmed in Alabama just seems so crazy to me. I don't get Alabama vibes from this movie. No, it feels weird. Especially
2: like the lead actors are what scottish and australian yeah to, like they're like, not why? even american <laughs> yeah i don't know how this send it up out. they must have and gotten filmed some this in, like or mobile
1: something. or something it's just like what
2: that's very interesting
0: uh making a film centered around a mirror comes with a whole set of production difficulties because everything is reflected in the mirror which is true <laughs> And actually, and, that's funny because this was on Twitter recently. It was like, "Oh, best camera, best camera, sh- mirror shots in movies." And I was going to ask you guys, what's your favorite mirror shot in a movie? Why? I already know well, like, I'm like, fair. I already
1: shared this on Twitter uh, instantly yeah. from Black Swan when it turns around behind her in the mirror.
2: Oh God, favorite mirrors. Um, I you- like. <laughs> What <laughs> do think? There's there's so many mirror shots. I think like the I one know. from Contact is
0: yeah, iconic, that was right? gonna be the one I I was gonna say. The one from Contact is the one I immediately think of because honestly, I've not seen I... Contact, so that did not come
1: to mind at all.
0: There there is a, this brilliant shot of young Jenna Malone running, just running towards the camera, and then her hand comes past the camera and it grabs like, the mirror and opens it. it. I don't even know how they did it. I still have no idea. But it is an absolutely brilliant shot. And how that does you sound have really cool. Seen, however, how you have not seen it, it I just don't understand. You know you
1: have to, like, pull my teeth to get me to watch an alien-centric story.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is the aliens aren't even the most important part of it. <laughs> it's not about, it. like, it's about aliens, but it's not. It's about faith, and like, it's It's much more about the experience of it than aliens. Like you don't see aliens at all in it.
1: I don't care. That's the whole. (laughs) I'm sure it's great, and I tend to love movies that have aliens involved. But it's just one of those things that never sounds cool to me until I'm like forced to do it. Plus, put it it on schedule.
0: I will put it on the schedule because it's (laughs) worth it.
2: Ooh, wait, my favorite mirror. Like I really like. I don't know if it's technically a mirror shot, but in *Rose Red*. How the uh, the floor in that one room is a mirror, and when the uh, the older lady is chased through the room, and the floor turns to liquid, and she like sinks into her reflection as she's trying to escape. Oh, I yeah. always loved that, and I don't know. I, um, I actually you need don't even to
1: watch Rose Red. It's on Hulu. You do? No it's so good.
2: Oh my god. Because
1: I've always been like, I really want to watch this, but it just wasn't like widely available, and now it's on Hulu, so I'm just like, okay. It's so crazy. Now
0: you're just lazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. You should watch it. It is. It's it is probably the best like made for TV Stephen King. Um, I I own Rose Red and Storm Storm of the Century on DVD, and I've seen. I actually like The Shining. Like I we went into it a little while a couple episodes back about how much we like The Shining miniseries, um, but
2: like The Stand
0: isn't great.
2: Rose Red actually reminds me a lot of like Mike flanagan stuff like as a take on because what Rose Red was supposed to be Stephen King's take on The Haunting Mm -hmm. uh, and he he made all this lore and like this like a history of lots of people dying and all their ghosts get trapped in the house and it builds and builds and builds and it's very reminiscent of like Haunting of Hill House and how he does ghosts where it's just like they build up and compile on each other. Yeah. It feels like an influence.
0: No, absolutely, I can see that. Also, two words for you, Clayton: Melanie Linsky.
1: <sighs> okay,
2: okay, and, but that's and, like and, that's her, her her worst role. Yeah, it's I, like, don't I don't worst care. Role. I just
1: <laughs> love her so much. I wouldn't even oh. care if it's bad.
2: Oh god! And you also, you mentioned Jenna, Jenna Malone
1: in? is in Contact, so I don't know. Yeah. Jenna Malone is the one is, but... in
2: the mirror shot in Contact. Yeah, yeah I heard, she's in I heard the, that. Literally I literally know she was
1: shot. in it. I will show up for Jenna Malone in some shitty movies. So. If it's a good movie with Jenna Malone, I'll watch it.
0: Yeah, it's a really good one. I, I really like Contact and Rose Red is really good. And it is, you're definitely right. her like, it's not that she's bad. It's just a, it's she's a given nothing a, to do. Yeah, she's just yeah. she's basically the straight man of the movie, um, which it seems weird. But <laughs> I mean, she's <laughs> it also works. given
1: nothing to do in The Frighteners. But I loved seeing her for two seconds twice
0: well but that's a cameo like in this one Melanie Linsky is like third or fourth build <laughs> like she's a, oh, like, she's, still nothing she's to a character wow. it's
2: yeah, her, her everybody character. else is psychic and has powers and she is just and like supportive she's
0: there to support her sister <laughs> who is played by the girl from Halloween Town I believe yes. <laughs> oh wow uh, <laughs> yeah and it has blonde Emily Deschanel which is weird Creepy. to think of yeah it's a little weird <laughs> Okay, well, back to this one <laughs> back yes, to oculus. oculus um i had we had one more thing in production history uh director mike flanagan ha- why do i keep saying it like that mike i flanagan don't know has- <laughs> i
1: truly don't know
0: <laughs> maybe it's because you have it written like that like you wrote director mike flanagan like i don't know who that is every time um, well you were
1: allowed to interpret the note however you wish
0: <laughs> you know what i will just stop reading them mike flanagan has included the oculus mirror as an easter egg in most of his movies and TV shows. It's in the basement of or- of Ouija, Origin of the Evil, the headboard in Gerald's Game, the walls in the Haunting of Hill House, and the Overlook Hotel in Doctor's Sleep.
1: And it does make an appearance in the fall of the House of Usher, but I don't remember where. Yeah, I would I assume it's in Tamerlane's apartment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Honestly. Because there
1: are a lot of mirrors in there.
0: <laughs> um... Just a little bit on the cast, we've got Karen Gillan uh, playing Kaylee Russell. You um, might
1: recognize her from Doctor Who or recognize her voice from Guardians of the Galaxy because you can't really tell what she looks like.
0: Honestly, though, you kind of can. Like, the more I was watching her in this, I realized how much of, like, yeah, she's blue and her eyes are black. But, like, just the way she moves her eyes is very... Like, yeah. Very Nebula e or Nebula oh, I, mean, I, mean, I can her.
1: totally see her in Nebula, but <laughs> it's just if you just glance at Nebula, you're not going to be like, oh, Karen Gillan.
2: And just today, she was announced to be in Mike Flanagan's Next Thing. Which
1: really? I've been surprised that because he does use the same actors yeah. a lot in different projects. And obviously, she was very, very busy with Guardians of the Galaxy for the next like 10 mm-hmm. years.
2: <laughs> and now she's done. So she will be in The Life of Chuck.
0: Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah.
1: Nice. I'm so happy about that. I love Karen Gillan. This <laughs> was agree. my introduction to Karen Gillan. And
0: it, uh, I was gonna say, and it's funny because I think Clayton and I were actually talking about this a couple, a couple about a week ago when we decided on doing Oculus, and we were like, I was like, why hasn't Karen Gillan done any more Mike planning? <laughs> yeah. <again?" laughs> Thank you, universe. Uh, maybe we're not in the darkest timeline. Um. <laughs> And Karen Gillan was the first choice to play Kaylee, as Mike Flanagan was a big fan of her work in Doctor Who.
1: And now I'm a fan of her work in Doctor Who, since I just watched it.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, We've got Brenton Thwaites as Tim Russell, who you might recognize from DC's Titans, or Maleficent, the first one, not the second one, he gets recast.
1: Or Ghost of War, which I kind of liked.
0: He was in something else that I remember. Uh,
2: he was in the last parts of the Caribbean. Yes, that was yeah.
1: <laughs> Pirate Seventeen.
0: <laughs> but it had Caius Gotalario. It did. We love Caius Gotalario.
1: We do. Uh,
0: we've got Katie Sackhoff, um playing their mother Marie Russell from Battlestar Galactica. Riddick
2: and Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection. Yes. <laughs> yes. A phenomenal film.
0: Uh, i sure. won't know if i'll agree with that one but i will sure, say Diana. she gives a, she, she gives a phenomenal performance in this because she's so good um and it's funny because i i every time i watch i rewatch this i'll somehow it's like oculus i'll forget how good she is until the next time i watch it and then i'm all like oh shit i always forget how good like uh, katie sackoff is in this i also because quite like
1: her in riddick
0: i like her in riddick too but i mean she's she doesn't have anything to do it's another movie where she's just cool like which i'm fine with I, she's uh, yeah cool.
1: also katie stackoff is just like inherently cool so.
0: yeah like she's like the queen of the nerds so i mean like we're good like i get it but like it she just doesn't have anything to do in riddick which is is fine she'd get <laughs> but you know like
2: she's just there to be cool i like her in did y'all ever watch robot chicken yes She's um she plays bitch pudding. Yes, bitch pudding is my. F- oh, I love bitch pudding. So that so is much. her best role to me. I? Uh, Sadly, uh, I grew
1: up without TV, so I have not seen a lot of. Oh my god, it. bitch! Ooh, but I've really enjoyed what I've seen. But I have no idea of the reference it is, of bitch pudding. It is,
0: pudding. <laughs> it, it <laughs> is <laughs> probably the most raunchy, th- like raunchy talking thing. They I've do ever.
2: strawberry shortcake parodies, and there's like just one character named Bitch Pudding who's super mean to everybody, and it's great. It's amazing. <laughs>
0: why don't you take your damn pot out of your daddy's asshole and stick it up <laughs> like, yeah see that's... it's like there's shit like that
3: <laughs> oh, i can't even
0: <laughs> say, i can't even say it because i'm like it is and she says everything so fast that you're just like oh my god what did she just say it was the first time
2: i heard a vagina referred to as a cigar cutter and it shocked me (laughs) i
1: was like well this was the first time i ever heard of that that's hilarious
2: (laughs) really caught me off guard yeah
0: you should definitely watch bitch put in after this (laughs) also um i can't remember is it her sarah michelle geller that does the gummy bear
2: Oh, I do not remember. Oh, that's my Probably other favorite. SMG. <laughs>
1: it,
0: it's my other favorite uh my other favorite robot chicken one where the gummy bear is jumping along and it gets caught in the in the uh, bear trap. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gives it they give off like that scream and it's like cock sucker
3: motherfucker, fucking
0: like <laughs> oh i taste delicious <laughs> yes this podcast
1: is rated explicit <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes if you're listening with your children i apologize <laughs> unless they are you know adult like um <laughs> we've got rory cochran um as alan russell their father um from antlers hostels a scanner darkly um and the worst of the csi's miami um
1: i'm curious how you know this sean
0: because my parents loved csi i'm so sorry (laughs) all the time that my parents were apologize to csi lovers
1: and are listening based
0: listen csi can be fun if you're just watching one episode but like anything more
2: than that you're just like
3: oh
0: my Someone put my head in the blunder, please. I know
2: Rory Cochran, strictly from nineties teen movies.
0: Empire Records?
2: <laughs> uh Empire Records and uh Days and Confused.
0: Oh, I forget he was
2: in Days and Confused. He wasn't Days and
0: Confused. Yes.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> that just like blew my mind.
0: I was gonna say, I love Empire Records, but and I love Days and Confused, but it's one I, I, I haven't seen. Yeah, like I haven't seen Days and Empire Confused
1: in so long. I love Ooh, it but I just I haven't it seen it in forever and I've never seen Empire Records. I'm so sorry to everyone screaming at me right now. I will get to it. I'm sure I will love it.
0: I will put it on the podcast um, <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> it's so good and it's like baby Ethan Embry before he was Ethan Embry. It's when he was Ethan I love Randall. love
1: Ethan Embry.
0: And Renee Zellweger giving a very great performance before she became famous and Robin Tunney with shaved hair which is why she had to wear a wig for the craft. And that's (laughs) why. Isn't Liv Tyler
1: in that? What's the one Liv Tyler's in?
0: That's the one Liv Tyler's in. Yeah. Oh okay. Yep, it's it's really good, and it has one of my favorite songs, that is just made for like a movie that's not an actual song. Uh, Uh, My
1: favorite is always everything from Josie and the Pussycats. Sorry.
0: Good point. That is, I will give you that one. That's a good one. Um, back to Oculus. I only spasso, um, as young Kaylee Russell, and she was in Ouija, Origin of Eagle, and Slender Man, and the Snowpiercer series.
1: hmm I think her performance is so good as young Kaylee. Oh, so I, good. One of the few children in, <laughs> in film that I don't hate. She's
2: yeah. very good. She, her and Karen Gillan feel like the same person. Like, they did a great mm-hmm. job yeah
0: i would even give the kid who plays garrett ryan who plays young tim who's in insidious two and three he's really good too i think they did a phenomenal job of like casting the young actors who feel like these are the adult versions i do think kaylee's a little bit closer than tim but like they both are really good yeah. and i could see it we've got james lafferty as kaylee's fiance michael um and he oh, was...
1: Michael Dumont. I love his... <laughs> that full name is wonderful. Sounds like he's in an the Anne Rice book. It's great.
0: And he's like, is he the owner of the auction house? Because the auction house is called Dumont, so is it like his family's? Oh, probably. <laughs> Just wondering. I would assume so.
1: Otherwise, that's a crazy coincidence. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, we've got Scott Graham, um, who who plays warren he is the one who played in the oculus chapter three uh short film and absentia and then we have mike flanagan's i would like to go i want to say muse because i feel like she's a muse of his (laughs) we got his wife kate siegel take your pick of projects marisol chavez (laughs) and she is creepy in this
1: she's so creepy in this
0: Alrighty, well you guys ready to get into the uh
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
0: Alrighty. So, one thing that I always forget about this is that this is a world. This is WWE film.
2: So It's <laughs> like so Vader jarring.
1: Hug. Every single time I turn this on and see that, it makes me giggle. I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> Their best film, because it has nothing to do...
0: With wrestling. No. <laughs> Not that they...
2: Make bad movies with wrestlers, but I I don't know. Was was were the No Evil movies WWE films? Yes, they were. Mm. I and, like. I mean, those are the fine. second one.
0: Um, I have not seen the second one, which I want to because I know Catherine Isabel is in it. She which... is. She's wacky in it too. Is she? Yes, oh, I love, love wacky
2: Catherine Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that super often, but yeah, you know,
0: yeah. I was gonna say sometimes she has to play like way too like too much like she's too main character to be able to play wacky but i love it when she's alive yeah no, she's the
2: wacky best friend who really wants to have sex and flirts with uh the bad guy when she thinks he's dead
1: so she's her character from freddie versus jason
2: no Not her character freddie versus, Freddy versus jason she was very sad and uh drunk
0: yeah and like <laughs> and honestly kind of abused she was so abused i
1: dude I watched that the other day That's for the first heart. time in years and years and years and her death scene I was just like is she really getting murdered while she's being like assaulted, date raped? Yeah. yeah not even date raped she's just like was drunk on the ground and it was like a random guy it wasn't uh, I was just like oh my god this is horrifying and it was played for laughs kind of and I was just like oh my god Okay, uh, she gets like forced.
0: 2003 was a favorite. I know, I know.
1: I was just like, and Jesus, I don't like
0: it. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. But like the old, like I don't know. Yeah, there's
1: also it, Sean. It's 2003. Sean Travers just watched um American Mary for the first time the other day. I saw on Twitter. Oh, so, yeah, that's a good so
0: movie. Good. Yeah
1: basically we love her <laughs>
0: yeah Catherine Isabel fantastic <laughs> oh uh and I like the first you know evil I know it's bad but it's it how bad, I got introduced to Rachel it. Taylor. it's a vibe because it's
2: in a big spooky house and it's gory and I don't know I it's like
1: Rachel Taylor I'm so sad her <laughs> career is just <laughs> oh no it
0: just feels like it never went anywhere like I thought she was gonna like, is, is she, out of all the Australian blondes to come through, is she the most boring? Yes. But also, I love her. <laughs>
1: like, you know that series where they were in, like, that haunted hotel or something? Or apartment oh, 666 building? Oh, 666 Park Avenue? Yeah. I, like, I was rooting for it. I was... We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. And it just... I feel if like I the only thing pick... she did that wasn't, like, horribly immediately canceled was Jessica Jones. And she was was given nothing to do in that.
0: She was just likable, though. Like, I had to give it to her. I've always liked her. But yeah. yeah. She, she, uh, ever since I had to watch her die by cell phone uh, (laughs) and see (laughs) no evil, I was just like, oh, I like her. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so see no evil, good if anyone is wondering. But yeah, this is a (laughs) (laughs) double. Objectively good. Objectively good um i have fun with it uh but yeah this is subjectively
1: not objectively just semantics but um
0: okay english professor you keep going then
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we start off with one of my favorite things ever kids in terror and (laughs) we see adult
0: if you weren't if i didn't know you i would think you were a serial killer i swear to god how do you know i'm not (laughs) because you're too lazy i am i'm far <laughs> too lazy to ever be a
1: serial killer
0: <laughs> clay, clay would get caught because he would be too lazy to clean up the mess he'd be like oh this is too much <laughs> He would walk seriously away. <laughs> when i watched
1: urban legend the other night and i'm thinking about rebecca Gayhart trucking these bodies all over campus quickly without being caught i'm just like oh so much work yeah. but um yeah we see adult tim pull the trigger and he's in therapy And I personally don't love the depiction of therapy in this film. Uh, I go to a lot of therapy. And I get that the therapy he was getting is pretty accurate in what they would do in a certain situation. When you're not expecting there to be a supernatural mirror that's killing people. But I just don't love the depiction of it. I don't know if anybody has any thoughts about that. Let me know. Um, do either of you have any thoughts of the depiction of therapy in Oculus?
2: I honestly didn't think too much about it. Like, it just felt like a a, a thing to establish that he was going to be the skeptic in the situation. Um, but I honestly did not put too much thought past that.
1: I never had previously, but when I watched it this time, it just kind of stood out to me. I think ever since Smile came out, I've been a lot more like, hmm. when I see stuff um, Mm. and it's depictions of things because I feel like this just isn't um, kind to therapy if I saw Oculus and had no knowledge of therapy and I was somebody that needed to go get therapy I don't know if I would go after seeing this and I feel like everybody should be in therapy the world would be a much better place if people just went and uh, talked about their shit once a month with a person that has no uh, investment it's great
0: You want to pay my my therapy bill? I'll go.
1: <laughs> well, maybe let's move out what, of America, where the...
3: <laughs>
1: last night my dinner was a candle. Um, we finally see adult Kaylee, played by Karen Gillan, with the most
0: the sexiest ponytail swing I've ever seen on film. <laughs> it's a lot. Like... It's so much. And I love it. Oh, it, it just is screams
1: so much. And it's just like, that is a... in it... up in the air. Anna Kendrick has a line about when, about how she types. I type with purpose. And that is what I think of when I see Karen Gillan's ponytail swing in this movie. It's like it is yeah. decisive. It is bossy. This is a woman that knows what she, she wants.
0: She is a boss bitch, and I wrote that about the like. I wrote that about the kid, and I was like, yeah, she just. It it just feels like this is correct. This is who she would have grown up into.
1: <laughs> and again, I mean, this was my intro to Karen Gillan, so it was kind of funny going back and seeing her as Amy Pond, and then rewatching this. And being like, oh, this is such a fun shift from who she had played for however many years on Doctor Who. And, yeah. I just love Karen. Love Karen Gillan so much. Um, maybe not so much her bangs in this movie. They're kind of a lot.
0: Oh, I love her bangs. Her side
3: part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give her a break. Uh, Let
1: her have at- her bangs! <laughs> <laughs> okay, she can have her bangs. Uh, she shaves them off after this movie anyway. So... Uh, we see the lasser Glass. She's at an auction getting this. And is the Lacer Glass may- maybe one of the best cursed objects in horror?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's up there.
0: I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Whenever I think I... Like, I will go whenever i go like goodwill hunting or like <laughs> goodwill hunting or <laughs> sorry <laughs> just realized what you said <laughs> yeah i did i was like why did um... <laughs> you laugh and then it hit me <laughs> <laughs> sorry um like i go goodwill hunting or like antiquing i guess uh, oh, i'll so look gay, at the it hurts. i don't go all the time it's very random um and it's usually when my friends in town but like, I'll look at the mirrors, and then I'm just like, "Whoa, Oculus is really like, really pops out." I did buy a mirror, and I like waited <laughs> like, a couple days. Like, I spray painted it green, like the the frame green, and I was like, "Okay, well, hopefully that just takes away any bad
1: juju." <laughs> just sit a little, sit a little plant by it, and see if it dies.
0: I'm the little plant sitting by it. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, I will probably be the one to die.
1: And uh, Tim gets out of out of the nut house, and uh, I love Karen Gillens. I love deep how you're voice. just
0: like therapy is great for everyone. Tim gets <laughs> like out of the nut, nut <laughs> That's crazy. You I are a man of contradictions. <laughs> <laughs> you are a man of contradictions, and I love it.
1: <laughs> he gets out of the mental health facility where he has been locked up for thinking there's a murdering mirror, and is completely correct. And uh, meets up with his sister, and i just going to shout out how much Sean and I both love Karen Gillen's deep voice. It's wonderful. I want to listen to her read an audiobook.
0: I wanted to listen to her read my laundry list.
1: Why do you have a laundry list? That's so odd.
0: I meant to say shopping list. I was joking <laughs> to death. I'm sorry.
1: That's <laughs> crazy. I and love... Whenever she
2: explains anything, I could just, like, listen forever. Like, her 12-minute monologue where she just, like, explains the history of the... Like, I love that. And I love that they don't show it. Like, they don't cut away from her. It's great.
1: She's so interesting. Yeah, she's so talented. And I also love listening to her explain things. She tells her (laughs) brother, like, she found it. And so she got the mirror and she wants to... Destroy it, and uh, we get flashbacks to their childhood. How do you feel about how it gives us the story versus like how the day is unfolding?
2: Yeah, it's um, it's very television minded too, with all the flashbacks and everything, kind of weaving in and out. If anything, it kind of reminds me of you know how um in it, like the Stephen King, the the Mm -hmm. book. The the child story and the adult story are kind of happening at the same time, and they both climax at the end. As opposed to in the miniseries or movies, where right. it's like the first half is the kids, the second half is the adults, and it's structured like that. And I think it's way more effective that way.
1: Yeah, I love it, and uh, I really love their parents' relationship. Like when they move into the house and how you see them, albeit very briefly, when they're happy and then we yeah, stick joke like, together. For 20 seconds. Can, yes. <laughs> but really it does do a good going. job, like, in that 20 seconds of being like, this is who they are when they're not being attacked by a supernatural mirror. Which is a lot scarier than it sounds, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Marie's feelings about her scar I find very relatable. I had cancer and I have scars and I'm so oh. self-conscious about them and so seeing her, like, All these years after having a C-section being like, am I attractive? Like all this stuff, even though that's like her one character trait that she's given. um, She plays it very, very well. I was like, it's really sad.
2: It's like she looks so heartbroken when you don't know if her husband actually says it or the mirror said it or whatever. But when she hears him call her a cow. A grotesque,
1: grotesque cow.
2: cow. Oh, like her face. Yeah,
0: I. mm. She's just crestfallen, and it's just, it's so. Sorry. Apparently, I didn't realize I was still choking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, it's just so. It feels so real. Like it's very much like it's a very deep insecurity, and it's something that almost everyone has. Everyone has that one thing. That just makes you feel uh, like not attractive. And, or, it, it just, it feels like such a real thing. And I, it's one of the reasons you like Marie is because you're just like, oh, like she, she feels bad. Like we feel bad.
1: Even though Katie Sack- Sackoff is like super fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, Kaylee has a night terror near the beginning of the film. And the last shot of this, I don't know if you guys noticed, it shows her lying face up with her hands crossed over her chest like a corpse, which foreshadows her eventual death. Wow. Oh. I also really like that this shows that, you know, her brother's been in therapy, intensive, intensive therapy, for these eleven years, and she's just been out, and it, she's still just so damaged and broken. Like this movie is bleak as fuck. And typically, Mike Fan- Mike Flanagan stuff is very um. Not like, I wouldn't necessarily say saccharin, but they have a lot of heart. And even when like really horrible things happen, there's like a beauty to it. And Oculus is really about the only thing, maybe Absentia, that um, doesn't have that.
0: Right. I mean, I would agree. Um, This, I don't know. It just feels. Like from the moment everyone moves in, they're doomed. Like that's kind of the whole point of No chance. Like there's there, there's no chance. Like as much as you love these characters, like even from the beginning, like you really think like I I never thought this was going to have a happy ending. But like it's such like and not to skip too far ahead, but like this movie doesn't feel like it's going to have a happy ending. You want it to have a happy ending because Mm -hmm. you love Kaylee and you, and you like Tim. Like I, I like, I mean, Tim's kind of boring, but (laughs) well, but Tim is also, Tim is also the one that like, he's kind of paid for what this thing has done. Like Kaylee. Yes. Kaylee went to foster home, but he went to like a a criminal asylum. (laughs) Like he's kind of really been put through the ringer on this thing like so but as
1: far uh, as characters he's like the boring one and like Karen yeah. Dillon and uh, Annalise are both just giving such fiery performances that and I yeah. mean even Katie Sackhoff that it makes all the male characters kind of pale in comparison
0: right I could see that um I don't know but then again I feel like even if you if you bumped up Tim Moore would it diminish Kaylee less? Because then you have two characters that are just like competing for this. Because it, it it it's one of the things I love about Kaylee is her fire, is how much she is she's going to destroy this thing. Like if this thing wasn't like just that one half step ahead of her, like she could have won. I really do believe she could have. I don't like, think she
1: could have. She had no chance. I like That's what to believe killed it. her is that she was. So she, sure. she was trying.
2: I think the bit that makes them have. Like, the fact that they can be somewhere completely different from where they think they are. Like, that. They're doomed. No chance on that side. Like, Like, do you think
0: if she just would have just set that timer and not told the mirror what it was and just walked away, (laughs) do you think she would have been okay? (laughs) She was just like. Um, it's another timer <laughs> like, her
1: 12 minute monologue she explained it too well the mirror was like well the mirror,
0: well, the mirror no the mirror's not an idiot either the mirror's smart like it, it, it clearly knows and knows how to fuck with them so I mean if it was just like oh shit like we gotta keep somebody in this fucking place at all times like, like I, and so I wonder if she would have just been all like timer set <laughs> cookies are ready um <laughs> runs out the door <laughs> I do wonder.
1: Well, she also wanted to prove it. She wanted to take away that stain from her family name and make the mirror really pay for it rather than just destroying it. And that's where it got her.
2: Mm -hmm. Agreed.
1: Just like Oberyn in Game of Thrones. He had the mountain, but he had to fucking gloat.
2: I'll say her other big mistake was that. So like the mirror feeds off life forces like it eats the plants and it like feeds off dogs and she makes a point to say that like it got enough power from the dog being there for the little time it was and it's like well now it can fuck with you more and it does Mm -hmm. and then they die or she dies so like she shouldn't have done that just to prove her
1: point uh speaking of the oculus fucking with people the scene with the covered busts
0: Oh, such a good scene. (laughs) This is one of the reasons I'm like, could you imagine an auction house full of this shit? Like, it'd be terrifying. Like...
1: He should have just called the Warrens and had them (laughs) put it in their basement next to Annabelle.
0: Dude, Annabelle would be looking into that thing like... (laughs) <laughs> like the wicked witch, <laughs> like she would be like, she'd be like, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the finest one of all? And it would be all like, kill everyone, please, thank you.
1: Um... <laughs> and I just love the way it just really builds up dread. I mean, even Karen Gillan's line delivery of just like, oh, you must be hungry after she realizes it's fucking with her, is just mm-hmm. great. It's so suspenseful. And also, I just have to shout out the transitions in this movie are so good and so fun. How really? it just like blends between timelines that really goes on and on as the film goes on. Um, one of my favorite moments from young Kaylee is being mad that she can't get a cell phone. And when she's like, thanks, Marie. She's like, oh, fruit of my loins. Well, I wish I'd been a pineapple. Like that is just such a funny thing to your, such a funny thing to say to your mother. Great. <laughs> Roy Cochran's character gets asked Who is that lady in your office and, It's Kate and, Siegel <laughs> Yeah it's just Kate Siegel But like the paranoia And insecurity Katie Sackhoff Portrays is just oh, wow Like the emotions that flit across her face
2: Yeah Like it could have been Like maybe the daughter's like joking Just to get to her or maybe it's She saw a woman in his office it's, it's, yeah, bless her heart. She She's the most, ah, I felt so bad for her the whole movie.
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, how many, it was, what, two weeks of this, and then what happens to her? Like, she has the worst run of it. I mean, obviously, the kids have to deal with stuff for another 11 years and then end horribly tragic, but, like, yeah, Katie, said it's, I mean, we can mostly all relate with uh, wondering if a partner's cheating. <laughs> um
0: Speaking of, there's there's something I want to bring up, and I don't. I I might save it for the end. You know what? I'll <laughs> save it. Go ahead. Never mind. Sorry.
1: Keep me. Sorry. Don't keep me in. This movie kept me in enough suspense, Sean. Please, like.
0: Well, I, <laughs> one of the, this is it's going to be much better for the end, I think. But okay,
1: okay. So they get the mirror to the house finally. And Sean, you had a note in here.
0: Yeah, I was just like, just drop it down the fucking stairs. (laughs) Like, dropkick it, throw it in the ocean.
1: (laughs) I don't think it would have let them.
0: Well, I feel like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't have any power when there's multiple people there, right? So she could have just been a, like, I don't know. I, I understand what she's trying to do and, like, why she's doing it, but, like, just destroy it, like at this point, there's nothing to save. Like who, your parents are dead. The re- reputation's over. Like it's, it's been eleven years. Nobody's gonna remember.
1: All I'm not really of is. Uh, I'm just gonna tie this back to Lord of the Rings. Cast it into the fire. No, um, I just. <laughs> Don't think it out of
0: all the things in the world to tie into Oculus, the Lord of the Rings was the least on my
1: mind. <laughs> Should I just start like making a bit where I'm able to tie everything into Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Honestly, like there's a supernatural gift for everything. Like you can tie everything into Lord of the Rings.
0: You know what? I will. I invite you to try.
1: Uh, speaking of not Lord of the Rings, but Oculus, we get to the monologue.
0: And it's an incredible monologue.
1: Thank you for that one deep and insightful shot of this. The shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Say
1: <laughs> this is a twelve-minute stretch of film, and it is incredible. Uh,
0: thanks for that deep and insightful piece. Yeah, of film. <laughs> I have more notes
1: for it, but I was just uh, pausing to let you, uh, you know, throw anything out. Eric, do you have any thoughts about this um, 12 minute section? It's so of film? good,
2: and Karen Gillan is so good, and it's another bit that reminds me of Rose Red, which has a God fifth 12, maybe also 12 minute. I don't know. They when when they're going oh, over the history Travers. of the house. Yes, she has uh, a very similar. Well, now thing I like them.
1: Like, like, okay, I need to go watch that immediately because <laughs> like I'm I really such think it was an for a monologue. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a there's a you're absolutely right, Eric. I, I think it goes through two commercial absolutely. breaks. Yeah. So
1: oh my god,
0: like <laughs> a lot. It's so it's really good because it it explains like the entire history of the house, and it's really good. And it's not like Kaylee says everything fast because like Karen like that character is like very like we gotta go now. But like Nancy <laughs> Travis plays like the professor who's like trying to like prove that Rose ha- Red is haunted and she's the one that really goes into it and like it's really good yeah so that's what so really it good reminds pick. me
2: of yeah
1: Yeah, I remember reading a thing and Mike Flanagan was talking about how many pages this was it was like 15 pages long and he was like Karen had to know this thing front to back mm-hmm. and just be able to jump in anywhere and be able to do this and ooh I couldn't even imagine, but she's phenomenal. Like she sells the fuck out of this scene. It's great.
0: It really tells you exactly who exactly what Kaylee has been up to. Like, yeah, she found the mirror, but like she hasn't just found the mirror. She has been
1: dedicating
0: <laughs> her life to like finding this mirror and knowing what it is. And like or as know much as she known, Yeah. So like as much as you can know it, she's very much like she is, she has researched this thing's history. Some probably from the moment she got, like her parents died. Like she had to know.
1: Absolutely. Also, if it was
0: an auction house, how how much did you think her parents paid for it? Because like they had a nice house, but they didn't seem like rich rich. Yeah, I
2: wondered about that too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, she didn't buy it. She had a client that wanted
0: i mean her parents like how did her parents afford it? oh by the like if if it's at an auction house that's a fucking expensive piece of of art
1: you can get some cheap stuff from auction houses if they're like having an estate sale or
0: yeah but that didn't feel like an estate sale with how many people were there
1: no i meant when her parents bought it because kaylee didn't buy the mirror
0: no, I know. I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> it, do you really think her parents bought the la- like how would they have a history of the Lasser glass if they were just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, it was just recently found again because these people murdered each other in front of it." <laughs> like, mm. like, like I I don't that was that's one thing that it it doesn't stick in my craw, but it's it's there. It's a piece it's a popcorn kernel.
1: It's fine. I'm not worried <laughs> about it. Uh, one of the most horrifying facts we find about one of the victims is someone killed her kids, putting them in a well, and then proceeded to smash the rest of their body to smithereens with a hammer. And except for her right arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah because heart, she, she needed it to wield the hammer. And <laughs> just <That's> like, oh, <laughs> horrifying.
2: The pause she had to say that last bit was so funny to me.
1: It's such a great line delivery. Like, it's so fun.
0: Yeah. She's just like, in case you couldn't figure it out, Tim, this is why. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of reminded me, because I watched Saw X recently, (laughs) and when she's having to, like, smash her, smash the leg and arm.
1: You know, I would have dropped that fucking sledgehammer. There's no way I could have held on to that.
0: Oh. Well, Clayton, you wouldn't have even tried.
1: I would not have tried if I was the poor girl and saw I, X, but I mean, I, if you're trying to like, if you're getting blasted with radiation and you're trying to like smash the bones in your, I, I feel like you would have dropped the hammer.
0: Maybe, but I mean. A lot of also- those
1: things I'm like, you know, I don't know if I could have, I'd be spending like the entire three minutes trying to find where to like put the marrow section thing into the bone rather than just keep like sticking it into the sure. wrong part. <laughs> I, that I would have died on that one. The one getting the brain out, I'm sure my motor reflexes would have dropped the piece of brain on the floor. I would have had to get like several scoops out before I'd even get it in the jar. Like, <laughs> I just wouldn't do well in a saw trap. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't try it anyway because I'm just like, oh, finally take oh, me out.
0: Clayton, Clayton would be the one in the first movie where the guy's covered in that flammable gel. Clayton would just be like, <laughs> just like touch <laughs> <it>.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that because like a burning Burned death alive would is be, awful. like, really horrible, but. Yeah, a lot of those. It's like it's a fast death, you know.
0: Sorry, sorry for the random one. Yeah, <laughs> sorry for the spoilers <laughs> on that it, If you haven't yeah, seen it, I haven't seen it. It's fine. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, Tim basically calls Kaylee crazy at some point. She fucking slaps him. It's like you can call me crazy, or he calls the dad crazy, and she's like, you can call me crazy all you like, but you're not allowed to talk about him that way. And like, this is such a huge thing of her. Like, I want to do this to get back at everyone that said, like, our parents were crazy, he was a murderer, that said you were a murderer, and he goes off on this, and I I have guilty of this myself, because I go to a lot of therapy, of kind of throwing out therapy speak at people, and he's like, there's a huge difference between correlation and causation and Karen Gillan's line delivery of, like, I know the difference, thank you, was just (laughs) chef's kiss.
0: It is chef's kiss. (laughs)
1: And uh, Tim's like, why don't we just smash it? And she's like, please, smash it, by all means. And um, he tries, but the mirror disarms him. And then we get another flashback that really grosses me the fuck out. Sean, please tell us what happens while I go throw up in the corner.
0: Ah, gotcha. The fingernail. Um, so, apparently, the father, Alan Russell is has problems with biting his fingernails which i can relate but not to this amount of (laughs) not to not to this amount of blood um but he has his finger wrapped up in a band-aid that he pulls off but then all of a sudden it's back on his finger and then he uses a staple remover to try and pull the pull the band-aid off and it turns out he's just pulling his finger his fingernail off yeah and that one i was I was literally like, oh fuck that fucking fingernail.
3: <laughs>
1: also, fun fact for the listeners, the reason I had Sean explain that is because I could not remember the term for a staple room. I'm like <laughs> that little device that you <laughs>
0: <laughs> aren't you glad I work in an office. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um But yeah, I was gonna say and we actually we have a note in here in our notes, Eric. Um, that Clayton had already borrowed up. That is this Mike Flanagan's darkest story, and we kind of both said ours, but we never got to yours. What do you think? you think this is Mike Flanagan's darkest story? I
2: think it's probably this one more so because of the tone than anything that actually like because most of his stuff like ends with a family dying or being broken by people dying or whatever, but mm. like haunting of Hill House everybody's kind of chill with it at the end and stuff like that like there's usually like a little like eh, like even like the end of absentia like she's not like oh no oh god oh jeez i'm trapped in this tunnel there's like she's just standing there and like a little hand grabs her shoulder whereas this is like they're screaming and it's very unfortunate and not pleasant to watch
1: so I mean, it's this... amazing to watch, but yes, it's a yeah, well, be yeah. no no catharsis <laughs> to be had. No,
2: it's very like they, they just are fucked. And they're fucked in a way where they're like in like they're it's just bad. It's a bad, sad ending for these characters. There's where, no
0: resignation.
2: Yeah. Usually like there's some bitter sweetness. Like everybody dies at the end of Midnight Mass. Uh, but they're like together. Well, Not everybody. Well, yeah, like the, the two kids and Or no, the the two kids. The two
0: kids, (laughs) that's it.
2: But like everybody (laughs) seems pretty chill with dying, who is dying. And Samantha Sloyan, who does not feel chill about it, like we're glad she's having a bad time
0: watching Bev Keen try and dig her way to China, it just makes me so happy. It's good. <laughs>
1: she and is sure one she... of those people, every time I see her in something, she is, like, vibrating on an intensity that's, like, 15 <laughs> degrees above everyone else, and I love it so much. <laughs> see, and it's incredible. so funny,
0: because, like, she is on, and Clayton's gonna hate me for saying this, but, like, the first thing I ever saw Samantha Sloyan in was Grey's, it was Grey's Anatomy. Oh. And she's actually one of the doctors, uh, spoiler alert, for something that happened like 10 seasons ago. Um, She's one of the doctors that kills Derek Shepard. And then she ends up moving Like on purpose? No. Like, he, he gets into a... She was the one that was trying to save him. But, like, he gets into a car accident after saving people from a car accident. And then a truck plows into him. Well, he's like, in in his head, he's like, oh, I need a head CT. You need to do a head CT on me. And, like, she's like an intern and is like, oh, we need to get a head CT. And the main doctor there is like, oh, you don't have time. We gotta make sure everything else. And he's like, well, you just killed me. And then he of course goes brain dead because he needed a head CT. Well, so Meredith, she ends up coming and working at Grey Sloan and dating Callie. Weird. Um, and There's this really great episode, um, which I think it's the hundredth episode.
1: Are you sure it wasn't like the hundredth or two?
0: (laughs) It might be the two hundredth episode. But it's called "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner," and it's basically like Meredith they're like having Thanksgiving dinner, and Callie brings her to dinner, and they just there's so many storylines happening at the same time, and like it's revealed that like. She killed Derek and everyone just goes stone cold and you just watch her just like fall apart a little.
2: <laughs> Did but you guys see she's... the new um, season of Creep show? No, I haven't watched it yet. I have never oh. seen
1: anything of Creep show.
2: Ooh, well, wait, not the movies? No. Oh my goodness. Well first off, watch the movies. Uh, but the, in the newest season of Creep Show, the first episode was written by Jamie Flanagan and uh, starring uh, Samantha Sloyan. Oh,
1: that's And it that's was very,
2: um, yeah, it feels similar in tone to all the Jamie Flanagan, Mike Flanagan things, and she is very good in it. And that is my contribution.
3: <laughs> that's
1: I quite
2: like it. That's her. a
0: good contribution. <laughs>
2: Also, so, don't watch Creep Show 3.
0: Um,
2: oh, poor Creep Show 3. It's oh, the best God. one. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Eric, are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I would be like, okay, well, this was great having you. Oculus is a great movie. <laughs>
2: no, just kidding. Everyone has a Give, give us your
1: film credentials on the way out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's somebody's favorite, right? It has to be ice, uh, on it, so. probably. Yeah. I couldn't imagine who, but...
0: Yeah, the people who made it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that either. Uh,
0: uh, Yeah, I don't even want to... Let's let's get past that horrible subject. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This
1: is around the point when Katie Sackhoff gets called a grotesque cow. Oh. And uh, she's just so, so, so good. And I love how the mirror never quite reflects what it should be in a way that you can't really describe, but it just feels off. But specifically with her, like, the way she looks and the way her reflection looks are very, very different. Right. But I will throw in here, and of course I could not find this anywhere, so feel free to, like, fact check me someone. But I remember, and it might have been on the disc copy I had, maybe it was a special feature or something. I don't know where I heard this, but I will state this as fact. They apparently had the mirror always, like, at a weird angle, or like out one side more from the other, so it didn't reflect what it should be to give it kind of that unsettling that's interesting. Aura
0: also terrifying. So, yeah. you're telling me if I just angle my mirror, it's not going to show the right things and I'm going to get freaked out? That's well, I mean,
1: probably from an angle that it's being filmed, it would look kind of off more than like if you just were just standing in, the room. in front of but, it, yeah. Um. The dad's going on business golf sessions, which I've never understood why that's a thing. And we have disappearing dogs.
2: Oh, the poor puppies. Yeah, their dog is really cute.
1: Their dog is so cute. Uh, What do we think the mirror does with the dogs?
2: Absorbs their energy until Mm -hmm. they're gone. Like, I think it's like the same thing that happens to the plants, but yeah, the dog.
1: It's just like, where does it go? Does it get sucked into, because people would just like kill. The dogs just disappear.
0: Yeah. Because it literally takes every bit of energy from them until and... they're gone.
1: Ugh, oh, poor dogs. I do love this line from Tim. What's more likely that you're misremembering events from 11 years ago, or that the mirror eats dogs? Um, great zinger from a sibling. And then we get some gaslighting.
0: Oh my god, the amount of gaslighting that Alan does to Mary, <laughs> I'm just like this poor woman.
1: Tim's giving Kaylee a lot of alternate ideas for what could have happened like was he having an affair was the dog just sick like all this stuff because as a lot of people know and if you don't know listeners our memory is not perfect um we might think we're remembering something perfectly but a lot of times we're not details will be wrong and so a lot of gaslighting is going on in the present there's gaslighting going on in the past Katie Sackhoff's all frustrated. Rory Cochrane's Cochran Cochran. is just being super shady. I used to, he used to be my performance in this movie that I could not stand. I thought he was so bad in it. Yeah. I do not feel that way now. Uh, Since I've started the podcast, it's almost like I watch things differently. And going into this, knowing that... And the first time I watched this, it actually wasn't for the podcast. I was just watching it because it had been a while, but I still just kind of watched things differently. And going into it, knowing that that was my issue with it, I paid close attention to his performance specifically. And it's very subtle, but it's really, yeah. really good.
0: It's funny because his is actually more subtle than Katie Sackhoff's. And I think it works because it feels like he's the one really falling to the influence of it. And it's one of the reasons I, I i i'm not a big rory Cochran fan i think he's good in 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 things but he's not like my favorite actor in the world but this is probably my favorite role of his and he play he does play that line between you know like you you could almost tell like he's yeah i don't know how to describe it he's
1: i would describe it as like this is what i kind of Feel like the character of Jack Torrance should have been in The Shining.
0: Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> not Weber.
1: Uh, Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber fine. He again, he gets the gets it across without just starting <laughs> out at eleven from the very beginning, like Jack Nicholson iconically did.
0: Well, at least Jack Nicholson went to a twelve. Um... <laughs> Sorry, just not to bring that up again but yeah i th- i think it is a much more subtle performance
2: i mean he, like he does his job you know but it's not like oh my god oh look at all that but he's like he's doing what he's asked and he's successful at it right but yeah he, it's he, not like i can't
0: i i think clayton and, and and i think maybe you did too eric I hit it on the head where like the women are really the women are giving you everything. Yeah. And it it feels like the men are very much more the understated characters, which I think is
2: always fascinating. Yeah. It's in the writing, so it's not like I don't blame anybody. It's just how it shaked out. Yeah.
1: And um they're just going through things like <laughs> these poor kids, I feel so bad because like they're not meaning to cause shit, but like, are you and Daddy fighting because of that woman in the office? Like it's just
2: it's very messy
1: yeah it's so messy Messy, Uh, Tim does let the dog go in the present day storyline because the only thing threatening that dog was Kaylee and they have this whole big argument over like whether the dad was just having an affair all this stuff and we see this happen and he has her basically convinced like let's give this up let's just figure out what to do help you move on and she goes back and sees something Sean what do you think of this moment? Because I fucking love it.
0: <laughs> you mean her. Ha!
1: Yes. <laughs> specifically my... her. Ha!
0: <laughs> it's one of my favorite aha moments that doesn't have an ah. Um,
2: <laughs> it's yeah. really good. It's probably, it's like a big, it's like an audience moment almost. Like I could see like in a theater that would have been really fun with a bunch of people.
0: Like I, Oh my God. Yes it's such an I told you so moment and for people listening essentially what she's looking at is the cameras are literally pointed at each other the plants are all dead and they're on the floor not where they left them and and so it's basically proving we've
1: been with them the whole time and did not see them do any of this right
0: so they are just like what the hell (laughs) and this is when Tim starts to believe again
1: And he tries to go outside and call his therapist because he is having a moment. And she's just like, Tim, Tim. And he's just like sitting in the floor and he's like, when did I come back inside? And she's like, you never left. Did you think you were outside? Would you mind saying that on camera? It's so funny.
0: (laughs) It is like the worst home movie.
1: (laughs) Uh, We flash back to the past and they're having burnt toast and wine for dinner. You know, good old classic.
0: And it looked like soup. I think it was, was it supposed to be? They had bowls in front of them. Was it like soup and toast?
1: Maybe. Either way, it's just pitiful. And Katie Sackhoff is falling apart.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think of her? Either of you? Oh. In her progression of losing it, her. Great.
0: Oh, he yeah, absolutely. When she says, when she tells Kaylee, she's like, "Kaylee, tell me more about the woman in his office." Like, there's so much venom in it. Yeah, it's just so good. She gives an incredible performance, and it's one of the ones that, like, I, like I said, I I think this movie Oculus is me <laughs> because I forget
2: how good Katie Sackhoff is until I watch it.
1: <laughs> she's so good. It's
2: true. I honestly usually forget she's in it. Like I'm always like oh, the Karen Gillan movie, mm-hmm. and then Katie Sackhoff is very good.
1: Yeah, it's like you almost forget how much of the movie takes place in the past. Yeah, like the parents and everything because Karen Gillan is just so magnetic, it's like, yeah, the Karen Gillan movie. I will say young Tim puts in a really great chilling thing about, you know, seeing the woman. And she went back in the office because I think she lives there. Like, that is a horrifying line. Oh,
0: terrifying.
1: And if Katie Sackhoff's character wasn't, like, so already, like, being worked on, and, like, obviously there's not, if you're having an affair, she's not living in your husband's office. Like... That's not a thing that would happen, I would think. I mean, I guess it could have a really big house, but...
0: (laughs) That is a weird thing to think of. It's just like, oh, yeah, don't go in my office. My mistress is locked in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in, like, France in the 1700s, that would be a thing, but, you know.
0: (laughs) Okay. Marquis de Chade, calm down.
1: (laughs) She gets super pissed after she finds evidence of him. Writing Marisol's name over and over and over with hearts, like he's a twelve-year-old girl.
0: All work well and well play makes Jack a dull boy.
1: Yes, and she throws something at the wall, and the mirror is like, mm, "Danger!" and acts out. It is so scary.
0: See, and that's that's one of the moments that I find so fascinating is because it she didn't I it was not expecting her to throw that. And so it's like a defensive action from a predator, and it's kind of terrifying because you don't really see predators go on the offensive, which or go on the defensive. I'm sorry. So it's even scarier because then you realize it thinks it's not just an yeah. action that this that this thing is giving you. Like it is thinking. It is cruel. Yeah. It, it is. Th- it
1: is a hundred percent sentient. Yeah. Katie seeing her creepy ass reflection and like being pulled to the mirror in that wonderful like gliding shot is so scary. That's good. So yes. good. Oh, I love it. Love it so much. It's so scary. Like I remember the first time I saw Oculus, like it fucking terrified me. I still find it really creepy. Yeah. And then she goes after the kids and it really reminds me of another film that came out earlier this year. Evil Dead Rise, and even with like the red hair, I'm like, uh, this just reminds me of Maggie's <laughs> mommy. I love it so much.
0: <laughs> I love evil redhead moms. as a fucking great sub-, sub sub genre sub genre.
1: It really is. Like someone make a letterbox list of evil redhead moms <laughs> because I will watch the shit out of that. I really love the physicality of Katie Sackhoff's performance. Like she throws herself into this. Like you know, she had to be covered with bruises after filming some of this stuff.
2: Yeah, it's really intense. Uh, She, I hope, I hope she's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been ten years now, so I'm hoping she is.
1: I can't believe. Can you believe this movie is like ten years old? That's crazy (sighs) to me.
0: It's insane to think of.
1: I'm just like Oculus. You know, it came out like a couple years ago. Like, uh, no, actually, it's been almost ten.
0: Dude, things. I love how this movie
1: plays with the distortion between perception and reality it's really unsettling and really effective in a way that i feel like a lot of movies aim for and don't nail yeah i think one of the creepiest
2: moments in the movie to me is when they see that recording of themselves having the conversation and they're walking around moving stuff when we did not see them do that i like like it, it it's probably for me the biggest start next to An ending bit, which is more abrasive.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's freaky. And, like, the lines are already getting blurred between timelines. Like, we'll see the adults, and then it, like, shifts into the kids, and just how they're experiencing the flow of time is just kind of crazy. It's almost like it's reliving the earlier events without realizing it. And it's just, again, edited lawlessly, Mike Flanagan I don't know how you did this crazy like I think the best editing I've ever seen is (laughs) this, everything everywhere all at once and I had something that I watched the other day that I've completely forgotten because I'm a little bit stoned Um,
0: (laughs) man that movie was great I wish I could remember what it was (laughs) called
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay to be fair this October and September, I have been watching movies, like, crazy. Like, I think I've watched more movies these past two months than I usually do in, like, a six-month time period. So, yeah. <laughs> Look at my letterbox. I have the receipts.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I believe you. No lies. <laughs> uh,
1: We get a really chilling line from the father after he takes the mother off somewhere and he tells the kids like hey you can't go in the room we don't want you two bothering her and they're just like we? like it is chilling um then Karen Gillan eats an apple
0: (laughs) this scene fucks me up because I forget (laughs) it when they get the apple out I forget all about this scene until they get the apples and I'm like shit I know what's coming (laughs) And then I'm watching, and I'm just like waiting for her to just bite into this light bulb. Which, yes, yeah, sorry, in case anyone's listening, and I we didn't say what happens. Uh, it the mirror starts playing with her mind and makes her think her apple
2: is a light bulb. I always remember They're... her really doing that, though. I always forget it's like a fake out, right? And then it's still horrifying. Out. We yeah. see it;
1: she experiences it. It might as well have really happened. There was another movie I saw this year, again, I can't remember what it was, where a character does something similar, and I was just like, eh, Oculus did it better. <laughs> evil Dead Rise. She chooses the mm. glass. Right. Oh,
2: yeah, and it goes on her throat. Oh, mm-hmm. that was pretty icky.
0: <laughs> The Evil Redhead Mommy movies is. <laughs> yeah. Doe <dough> for two. <laughs> um, but yeah, that scene gets me. That fucks me
3: up. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's so gross, and I feel like we can all kind of, like, relate to what that would feel like, which is some of the most effective horror when you can, like, project it. It's, ugh. The family in the past is out of food, and Kaylee is being really assertive. Like, I love little Kaylee. Like, this girl gets shit done, and she's like, you need to go grocery shopping, Dad. And everything she tells him, he's just like, what's that, Princess? That's on my list. Like, it's really creepy. And kids can't do shit, so they're like, "Let's go find, let's go tell mom."
0: So one thing that drives me crazy about that, and I understand it's a movie, and we'll get to the, I we'll get to the neighbor. Um,
1: Uh, the neighbor is the most frustrating point part of this entire. Why doesn't she take the phone?
0: Because if the neighbor's out of the radius of influence, she could call the cops from there. Like, and her dad has a cell phone. Like, I don't know if it's always on him, but does, doesn't the mom have a cell phone?
1: Oh, like, I, rather than telling the neighbor, she could have been yeah, like, hey, can I use your phone?
0: Yeah, like, hey, I am I need to call 911. Like, uh, so that's the one thing. is It's just like, okay, like, you could, you know, if, if, if like, you know, 20 police cars show up, is, is it really going to be able to influence all of them? <laughs> like, I feel like... Like, this mirror is just going to be all like, ah, oh, damn. If it weren't for you meddling, kids, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oculus meets Scooby-Doo. I, I'd watch that. That
0: sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so scared. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just... That was my little... That's the one thing in this movie that I'm like, Kaylee, girl, call the police. Call 911. Well,
1: I mean, they try or at least they try to call doctors after they find their mother chained to the wall, completely feral, and everybody they try to call for help just says, "Have your father call," with the exact same voice, and that's when they go to try to get help from the neighbor, and I just want to like punch myself in the face. It's and very they frustrating. Don't
0: say anything, like, I, like I get it, but like. I feel like if I were in their position, I'd be like, this is, he's fucking lying. Like, he's fucking, like, call the police right now. Like, I don't give a shit. Like...
2: I thought they did the exact same plot in an episode, one of the later episodes, so I guess you didn't get to it, of the fall of the House of Usher. And I just (laughs) thought that was really interesting that they, like, literally, like, the dad is torturing a mom in a bedroom and he keeps telling the daughter he's gonna get a doctor and she's like all right and he's like but don't go in there and i was like this is oculus and you did that that's crazy this is it again Huh
1: I just want to know how he thought he was going to get away with ripping all of her teeth out. Like, how is it clearly, like, the doctors had already seen her. She had her teeth. <laughs> and she has, like, no strength. How is he going to explain He's that all rich. of a sudden her teeth are gone? I, that is fair. They're very, very They're rich. They're very
0: rich. They don't matter. Like, they'll just destroy them for nothing. You be <laughs> like, I'll just buy her a new set of dentures. Whatever.
1: That's still horrifying. Pulling teeth out is just... Something that's deeply upsetting to watch on, like, some sort of primal level.
0: And while you're chained to a wall while doing it, also awful. Ugh.
1: Yeah. I do love when she's like, Timbo, we're going to have to get really, really brave. And the past and future are really blurring together now. Like, you're just like, wait. It, I mean, and this is where the editing really really kicks in it's wonderful i mean they're passing each other in the different timelines like it is so well directed it is just it's wonderful love it love it love it karen gillen is just being amazing the electricity goes out and she's just like we've lost electric predictable like she's so confident which kills her but i love it i love it so much
0: (sighs) yes she's so good
1: what do you guys think about the sequence where she ends up Stabbing the love of her life in the throat.
2: Um, it's a good sequence. Like I don't care about him. So right,
1: Mm-mm. we know nothing about this guy. Yeah,
0: we care about the fact that he was in One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did
1: not watch that teen show.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, I
0: know. You I were was an a, OC boy. I was more
1: of a Dawson's Creek, The OC. I didn't ever get into like One Tree Hill.
0: Uh, one Tree Hills. One Tree Hill was fun. Um. I, I've always liked Sophia Bush
2: yeah oh she's the best part yeah she's the best and part I, do I remember like Sophia anyone, Bush, everyone was so obsessed in that God with
1: in horror movie I'm not going to admit that I like on it on record because
2: it's a good movie
0: which one stay alive, stay alive. yeah I, <laughs> <yes>. oh wait <laughs> <laughs> okay I like stay alive up until her death and then after that I'm just like fucking kill them both kill everybody Frankie Muniz can live like that's it <laughs> But she was, she should have been the final girl.
1: So, Eric, my teenage years were spent in South Florida, and the road that went to the beach looks exactly, just with, you know, like palm trees, obviously. Right. Like the street that they go down, like with the carriage when she's and stuff. Um, so, a group of us watched Stay Alive when it came out, and we were like, oh my God, that's so scary. That looks like the road to the beach. So, every time we walked there at night, we would just be like, uh, is she going to get us? Uh, it was great. Great time.
0: <laughs> Carrie Rose.
1: Uh, sure. That's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you not watch the movie? That's how you made her go away.
1: I know. It's just it's so fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> I didn't say it was a smart joke. I just said it was a joke. Go. Move along.
1: <laughs> uh, her stabbing her fiancé is just like... The mirror is cruel. I love how she's like still not even sure. Like, did I actually do it? Is it still fucking with me? I don't know.
0: Also, he's a fucking idiot because she was like, just keep calling me. And then he just shows up. So, like,
1: call me or bring the police.
0: Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, I'm going to go check on her, which is sweet of him, but also dumb because now he has to die for it. But at least they're together in the mirror. I was
1: about to say, they do get to spend eternity together.
0: As evil revenants in the mirror.
1: <laughs> you know... They're still together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay, spirit!
1: <laughs> they go outside and see themselves through the window, just standing in front of the mirror. And uh, the brother's like, it's just a trick to get us back inside. And she's like, well, what if it's a trick to keep us standing there? And it's like one of those things... Did they go outside? Were they still just standing there? Because that's not where they're at by the end of the movie. Well Or was it, it both a lie?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I really feel like they got outside. I feel like they went I think back so there. too. Like I think it tricked it was like, <laughs> I don't think so. And like tried to convince them that it was still there. I like so I really believe that it was just like, nope. Like. If they would have just kept walking.
1: Yeah, if they just sat down. Because it needed them in front of that mirror to stop it. Um, in the past, they'll see their dad look at the mirror and take out a gun he had bought. Sean, you said something about Kate Siegel as Marisol.
0: Mm-hmm. I think she's a really good ghost antagonist. She doesn't say anything, but it's still so creepy. And I love the like shiny eye effect they're given. Like
2: yeah. Which they do in I like used every
0: microphone shiny thing. eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think this might have been the origin of it though, wasn't it? Like this is the first thing I can remember having the the shiny eyed ghosts. And hmm. it really it really fits the like it really fits the like Oculus, you know, like it's a mirror and so like it's reflecting light. And mirrors reflect.
1: Yeah, I used to really hate the effect. I thought it was cheesy. And because the cover has like on my digital thing, like you see it in the background and it makes me not want to watch it because I'm just like, oh, that's effects is so stupid. But I actually really liked it this time because it's like it's literally mirrors for eyes. That's yeah, cool. And mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, that's cool. I like that uh, thought behind it. But before that I hadn't really made a connection. I thought it was just a stylistic choice. And as a stylistic choice, I didn't love it. But as it being like, oh, the eyes are literally mirrors because it's an evil mirror. I liked it.
0: (laughs) Well, and well, for me, at least, it feels like they're extensions of the mirror. Like this is a revenant given it like being sent out by the mirror. So like even the people in the mirror, it doesn't feel like it's their spirits. It just feels like they're reflections sent out by the mirror to me um as opposed to like being like they are trapped there but it's not they're
2: not trapped there as themselves if that makes sense it does make sense and i think that's why it feels weirder than something like hill house where they're just like where they are there even though they are kind of fucked up too because like the mom if she was just the ghost of the mom and that she wouldn't have killed her daughter and
1: right hill house i don't know <sighs> it's weird that lady I know. That was so sad. It's so sad. We see Katie Sackhoff eating a plate, which is like horrifying. Yeah, don't
0: put me down.
1: <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be a good diet. Glass probably doesn't have a lot of carbs.
0: No, but the hospital bill will pay for it.
1: <laughs> oh, you wouldn't need to go to the hospital. You'd die.
0: <laughs> if you're lucky enough.
1: I feel like sharp things going down your esophagus and into your stomach lining and everything you would you would die. I don't think you could just survive that.
0: I don't know, tell it to that one girl who has a fish hook in her stomach and saw. Um
1: Which is I personally think the worst cell trap That one it, fucks
2: me up I I I, just, I can't hardly I, watch it <laughs> <laughs> And then
0: you're supposed to be quiet? Fuck you It's Fuck awful. You, it's just
1: like, it's horrifying. That's that and the pig that are the two like most horrifying the, things for me. But like, oh my god, that oh fish minus fish the needle like, pit,
0: the needle pit fucks me up.
1: Oh, that doesn't bad. bother me.
0: Oh, I know it doesn't, but like, I just the idea of like you don't know what's on those needles either. So it's also a trap that's not only just a trap for now; it is a trap for later.
1: Like. <laughs> you have <laughs> HIV? Maybe.
0: Yeah, like, you are going to need a very swift, <laughs> like, drug to- cocktail after that one.
1: What's horrifying is all of those needles were not actually, like, deneedled, so Shawnee Smith, poor Shawnee Smith, did actually get stuck a few times.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the needle pit, they had, like, a bunch of people, like, taking the needles off of them. Like, obviously, they were new needles, but there were so many of them they didn't like manage to actually get all of them so there were some in there that still had the needles attached truly upsetting stuff if you have a thing about needles like a lot of people do we love you Amanda (laughs) yeah Amanda fucking MVP of the franchise not really that's like John but outside of Jigsaw Amanda is amazing my favorite when she takes Saw X great go see it (laughs) I really love Child Kaylee because, like, they're going out. She fucking whacks her mom with a golf swing that is amazing. She'd do great in a zombie apocalypse. And then, like, when she's getting chased, I mean, she just goes right out the window without a second thought, which is one of my things that I love of Final Girl to do. Like, just no thought, just out the window, out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, love that from her. And also, how else would she get that classic leg injury that every girl in a horror movie has to get? <laughs>
0: Not every, but in a lot of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would you guys go back inside? I don't have siblings to worry about, so...
2: Uh Oh, for my sibling? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but not for a friend.
2: <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I,
0: don't I... I don't know. See, like... I...
1: Sean, would you go rescue your simple sister if you were already out of there? <sighs>
0: I hate that you holler that. Um
1: you did it first and now it's just stuck in I, my head. No,
0: I said she's a simple person, <laughs> not as my simple sister. Um yeah, maybe. Um yes, I would. I I would. I I can try and deny it in my heart, but I know I would. Um it's
1: I gonna def- save my cat.
0: You're telling me you'd go back into this house for your fucking cat? Like Absolutely. would you
1: go well, back
2: in for an animal, Eric?
1: <laughs> I was looking around to see if he's listening. I don't know that I'd do it for Timmy, but I would have for Quentin.
2: I would have for my last dog. You
0: guys are nice. And all honestly, it's probably already been eaten by the mirror. No, not my dog. Yeah, it's
1: a cat, was, not it... a dog. Dogs are dumb. It would have it would have gone up there. Cats, if they get mistreated, they're out of there.
0: The cat would probably be friends with the mirror.
1: <laughs> it could have been friends with the mirror or it would have just <laughs> ran away cuz it's like fuck this shit
0: yeah um but yes i would get my sister i don't it's a hard one to call because like if you go back in you're never you, like you, there's no chance of help but if you go to get help like what if you're too late like and i get where she's coming from and i probably would i uh, i don't know it's such a hard call I guess I love my sister.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get off the phone. Tell her you love her. <laughs> just be like, love you, sister.
3: <laughs> I just
0: turned into Brenda in Square Movie 2. is just like, <laughs> loved you. <ya>. Bye. <laughs> uh,
1: sorry. I will say, when Kaylee's getting strangled by her mom, I typically would love a good kid strangling. But... At this point, like, I genuinely care so much about Kaylee. Like, even though not that she makes it through the movie, but that she makes it to adulthood and doesn't die in this moment, it's so upsetting. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to see her get strangled. I don't want her to go through this. And uh, kids in peril is one of those things that, as a horror fan, I'm just like, <laughs> but this is probably one of the three, three times that I'm like, oh, I don't want anything bad to happen. And, I just love that her performance is that good.
2: It's sad. It's weird. It's different when it's a parent doing it too. Like I'll watch Mm -hmm. like the blob kill a bunch of kids any day. Uh, But like, I don't know. Seeing parents (laughs) trying to kill their kids is stressful.
1: And especially like, just because it's so out of her control and the way it's happening, it's very up close and personal. And like Katie Sackhoff again, like her performance when she like realizes what she's doing and stops, Which is not something that happens a lot with victims from the mirror, it seems like, from what we have heard and have seen and will see throughout the story, past, present, and future. But she realizes and stops. And, like, the way she looks at her husband before he kills her, like, I mean, her performance in this scene is phenomenal. I love it so fucking much.
2: That's why one of the sadder parts of the movie to me is how much she, like, refuses to let anybody bad talk her dad. Like she's fully aware that he was a victim in the situation. And even though he did some very, very terrible things and it's, it's, I don't know. The the movie's got heart, which makes it all very sad.
1: That's Mike Flanagan. Yeah. (laughs) I just like the way she looks at her husband right before he shoots her. Like she still is looking at him with love. Like, I know this isn't your fault. Like, and it's completely dialogue free. And it's just uh, so good I don't know why she's not in a million and Give Katie Sack off a hereditary Performance that also will <laughs> not be nominated For an Oscar
0: um, I mean she could For this one she could have definitely been best supporting
1: <laughs> That did not happen sadly enough Because <laughs> let's not recognize Horror
2: Yeah, I think right after this she did um, The Haunting in Connecticut too the ghosts
1: of georgia
2: which uh, nice. i
1: don't remember if i watched the sequel to a haunting
2: i know
0: i've in seen the trailer because chad michael murray's in that one right he yes, is in that I know one i yes. have seen
1: the trailer i cannot remember if i watched the film i did however see the haunting in connecticut and i'm pretty sure i went and saw it on the big screen
2: <laughs> haunting in connecticut was fine but yeah haunting in connecticut to ghosts of georgia is one of the worst titles ever and it's a terrible I... title <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah not a great movie like...
1: Do you want to go see the new horror film? What? The Haunting of Connecticut? <laughs> the go- the, what is the subtitle Ghosts of Haunting, Georgia? Haunting in
0: Connecticut <laughs> like, of Connecticut 2. Ghosts of Georgia. Like it's so
1: long and unwieldy. Jesus.
0: Also, like <laughs> Ghosts of Georgia. Like the movie's called The Haunting of Connecticut. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like a dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure everybody involved worked very hard on it. Um, They try to kill the mirror and end up just smashing next to it, which is honestly a pretty good defense mechanism for the mirror. And um, the dad's really coming after them. And this is where Rory Cochran... I cannot pronounce his last name today.
0: Rory Cochrane.
1: Thank you. Rory Cochrane. Is like, I thought I told you not to play in here, and Kaylee's like, This isn't you. And he delivered this line delivery and like the sound design with like the other voice kind of like just off of his, it is me. I've met my demons and they are many. I've seen the devil, he is me. It's just like chilling. It's so chilling. And again, him when he like stops and tells tells them to run and then pulls the trigger from the gun his son is holding is just so good. Like, he's been doing such subtle work and just kind of being whatever. But, I mean, like, his performance in this is just great. You really see just the pain of, like, a parent and what has happened and what he's done and just trying to protect his kids. And that's just sad.
0: It is sad. I don't know. It's... This is the best part for Rory Cochran in the movie. Like, this is the best line. Yeah. And it's ah, honestly terrifying.
1: <laughs> I just think it's impressive Kaylee didn't end up in a mental institute herself or, after all these ghosts.
0: Or like you said in the notes, nut house.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you guys, it gave me <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes. Kaylee should have ended up in a net house like Jessica Biel and the uh, alternate ending to the Texas Chancel Massacre. Yeah, I don't
0: I don't like thinking that happened. She lived a long <laughs> life. Um, I've seen those alternate endings. I don't like any of them. Let her, oh, yeah,
1: they're awful. Let her live. I love it in theory because I'm like, if you survive a horror movie like you would be is so fucked up. But uh, the execution, I have yet to see it play out well. I do love the visual of the alarms coming out of all the mouths of the multiple ghosts. That's it's cool. So That's from jarring. the short film, too. I remember that mm-hmm. from the short. Yeah, it's just like uh, something about it is just really upsetting and it startles you. Like it's a big jump every single time because I always forget about it. And then it happens, and I'm like, ah, this ending, let's discuss. Bleep,
0: bleak, 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 bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do we start with first? Do we start with Kaylee? Kaylee sees herself as her younger self, getting a hug from her mom.
2: Oh, yeah. I love it this so because
1: it is fully adult Kaylee, but she is seeing herself and we're seeing her as young Kaylee. Like, she's completely reduced to her childhood self in this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: Tim decides, I'm going to finally stop this goddamn thing. And hits the kill switch and unfortunately Kaylee was in front of the mirror hugging her mom
1: and her mom who looks like she's a promotional picture from Desperate Housewives it's kind of wonderful
0: oh my god she does <laughs> <laughs> Wait. does it? A
1: yeah. Katie Sackoff with her arms out of the mirror it looks like a promo picture for Desperate Housewives
0: yes I want to see them all in mirrors I know it's over but like the promo five yeah. years, 20 years later
1: i just love that this thing is also like right through the neck
2: Ugh, yuck
1: it's gross it's i mean it's great it's a fantastic death (laughs) right well it's a horrible
0: it's just it it is it's absolutely horrible because like you spend this whole movie wanting her to win like tim's okay he's he's you know he's he's very much (laughs)
1: is tim okay (laughs) as a care i just mean as a character
0: tim's okay but like kaylee has all this fire and drive and like you want her to win
3: yeah you're
0: like you want her to survive you want her to stop it even if it was at the cost of her own life and she stopped it that would have been fine but it's not she dies because this thing is just Pure evil and smarter than she was. And it
1: plays. Such a gut punch to the audience. Yeah.
0: And it plays it so well. And this is. Uh, it just makes this ending all the more tragic, is because, like, it is an exact mirror of basically what happened before to their younger selves. Only the difference is now Kaylee's the one that's dead and not their father.
1: Yeah, we get a flashback to like after everything happened, young Kaylee telling Tim, "I want you to promise me that when we're big and we're strong, that will make th- that will make this right. We have to kill that thing for Mom and Dad." And he's like, "I promise." And we've already seen how that plays out. I mean, it is <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Sad. It is so sad and yeah. so upsetting. I know I'm just like, poor Tim, poor Kaylee, like so, this, so upset.
0: This is where I wanted to bring up uh sorry if I cut anybody off, but I what I wanted to bring up when I was mentioning earlier is I don't understand why t- Tim gets arrested. Like it's like the mom doesn't have teeth and there's a chain upstairs and like she was shot so like clearly this was a case of self defense. <laughs> like I don't understand why they're just like yeah. throw this kid in the fucking like throw him in the back of the car. Like he's arrested. Like you're you're telling me the mom was just like oh yeah honey this is fine take my teeth out. Like no like this was clearly a case of self defense. Like I I it's one of the it's literally the one thing about this movie that I'm just like I don't get it. Like
2: why so is he arrested? Eric...
1: Give your thoughts on this point, and then I'll weigh in.
2: I mean, okay, so I get, like, an initial separating the kids while they're figuring everything out. You don't know who's dangerous immediately, I guess. Uh, but then, yeah, him going under psychiatric care for, was it 11 years? Yeah. From yeah, the time he was 10 to 21? Yeah, that because it, it, it feels like a pretty clear-cut case of self-defense. I I get it, I get well, it at the end. <laughs> I, get, I get the present. <laughs> but it, I.
0: It... Oh, sorry, Eric. I didn't. No, 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 no. no
2: I, I had nothing else to say. Oh, I was just going
0: <laughs> to say maybe it's just like Kaylee was smarter than him. So maybe he was just telling the truth. And she was like, don't tell the fucking truth, dummy. <laughs> like,
1: okay. So what or... I think is because he did shoot his father and kill him. That it's just one of those things we have to take you in and like do questioning and stuff. And that's why he was in handcuffs and taken away, which is like all we saw. And then we know he's been in a psychiatric facility. So I think what happened again, like at the dinner scene when the mom's like, you know, have you seen that woman? And Kaylee's like, like mouthing to him, like, don't say anything. And he's like, well, I think he was like, no, the mirror, like raving on. And she probably was smarter about it and didn't say anything, and that's why he. They're like, well, he killed somebody, and he's fucking lost it. <laughs> so I don't think it was like, oh, he's arrested and locked up. I think it was like, oh, they took him away for questioning and handcuffs just because, like, protocol. Yeah. And then, then they're like talking oh. about mirrors, but yeah. like,
0: <laughs> I mean, it, but the thing is, is like, it, it, it looks. <sighs> I get where you're coming from. I get that. But, like, it is very much, like... You can see... Like, if you walk into that house and the mom is lying there with three bullet holes in her. And then the dad is lying in there with a bullet hole in him. And, like, these two kids are, like, crazy with, like, fear and terror. Like, like the story does kind of, like, play... Like, the story tells itself <laughs> you know what I mean like the parents like it's clearly a case of the the dad like the dad fucking dad fucking murdered my mom and I had to kill him in order to keep him from killing us like you'll look at his arm there's a big there should be a mark because I hit him with a golf club I grabbed the gun and then I shot him I don't know that's the one thing about this movie that I'm just like hmm <laughs> sorry it's not even a big hmm we can let go <laughs> Let it go, Sean.
1: Uh, Ghost Kaylee is together with her family. It's sad and tragic and horrifying, and they'll go on for probably another several hundred years helping to destroy other people. And Tim has totally lost it and is screaming. It was the <laughs> oh, mirror. It was the mirror. It's so. <laughs> oh, and what got me is so when she initially gets it in
2: the neck, you don't see it happening. You just see the after. But the cop on the phone or on whatever yeah. camera watching it uh, made me gasp
1: this time. Like I, it's so like, shocking. It really
2: got me. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> and it's like, would it have even happened if he hadn't been like, no, I'm gonna like turn the timer forward? No. it's, uh, it's so dark. Yes, it so would have happened. I love it so much. Well,
0: it's, <sighs> it's just a means to an end. You know, it would have, at some point, that anchor was coming down, and either Tim or Kaylee was going to be in front of it.
1: I'm surprised it didn't make it Tim because I feel like going through Kaylee's neck well... would have had more of a chance of that anchor hitting and hurting the mirror than if it like went through the bigger person
0: i i get where you're coming from but i feel like it shows kaylee because kaylee is the one that was trying actively trying to stop it like mm. and it knew that like it already has it already got him it already got the kid in in like psychiatric care like we already have a fall <laughs> guy like it scapegoated him <laughs> yeah <laughs> That thing is twirling its fucking mustache in there and just like hee hee
3: hee
1: hee. So, that is Oculus. <laughs> it is bleak. It's fantastic. Do you guys have any final thoughts? And what would you rate this if you were popping on Letterboxd, for instance?
2: Eric, um, you want to go first? Sure. I guess final thoughts. Uh, I like the movie more now than I did when it initially came out. Uh, I because like I think when it came out, like there were so many indie haunted house movies coming out, like the packs yes, and like a, a bunch. And the, the there being so many ghosts and so much of a history, I kind of related it to American Horror Stories first season, which had just come out back then. Oh I was like, oh, it's like a yeah, and I um, but now it, it, it's like more interesting to me because I can relate it to Mike Flanagan's whole career and uh, like how the themes relate to themes in other movies etc etc and so back when I initially saw it it probably I don't know its it, it might be an 8 out of 10 for me now and back then it would have been like a 6.5 or 7
1: fair fair Sean what do you think
0: Uh, for me, this is, I waver sometimes for me. I think this is, I'm going to give it a five. Um, it's a, I uh, technically this is like a (laughs) 4.75. It's not quite a 4.5. It's not quite a five, but I, I will round up and go to a five for it. Um, I love the editing of this. I love the bleak ending and the performances, Especially Karen Gillan because this is the movie. This is the movie that got me firmly on the like. I'd seen her as Amy Pond, but like, Amy was never my favorite of the of the companions. Like, it was either Donna.
1: (laughs) That sucks for you because she's the companion (laughs) with the most episodes.
0: (laughs) I know. I wish Donna had more. Um, She's about to. I know. Uh, It was so Donna or. Rose were my favorite companions and so like I liked Amy a lot but like it she just wasn't my favorite but this movie like really changed like I never thought Karen Gillan was bad but like this movie really made me see her in a different light and she was she's just so good that just for that monologue like nobody does a monologue like Mike Flanagan
1: (laughs) that is my other complaint about the fall of the House of Usher not enough monologues
2: (gasps) oh but oh there's there's a bunch.
1: I just feel like after Midnight Mass...
2: Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Mass yeah, is just like... I was like... <laughs> like
0: I, love, I love the fact that we we judge... Clayton and I judge Mike Flanagan by his... <laughs> how many monologues there are.
1: We rate
2: his projects by the monologues. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> Midnight Mass is my favorite.
0: Out of all of his series? Yeah. Mine is still going to be The Haunting of Hill House, Um, but Midnight Mass comes in a very close second.
1: So it's kind of funny. For me, I think Haunting of Hill House, very closely followed by Midnight Mass, are easily his best. But the one I have the most fun with, and again, it's very high right now, but... I had so much fun with the fall of the house of usher because it's the only thing of Mike Flanagan that like all the characters are kind of like pieces of shit. Yeah. (laughs) And so seeing like horror succession was just really, really fun (laughs) in like a different flavor than a lot of his other stuff. So it's the one I would maybe like just throw on, like I'm going to watch the Camille episode. I'm going (laughs) to whatever. Uh, Whereas if I'm like, I want to be emotionally wrecked, I'll go watch The Haunting of Hill House. Um,
0: This fucking day.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Her rant on fucking love and sex is so funny. (laughs) Uh, I also, this is a five out of five for me. It's great. I don't know what I would have rated it initially, but that's where it is for me now. I don't know why I don't watch it more often because I love Bleak. Uh, Sean, how did this movie do?
0: Uh, did pretty dang well. It on a five million dollar budget, it grossed forty four point five million. Oh wow,
1: that is a good turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> also, this movie looks amazing for being five million dollars.
2: Oh yeah. Well, Mike Flanagan knows how to shoot. I think it's the same it cinematographer who did all the mini too, and all that.
1: It looks like it. Yeah. On Letterbox, this has an average of three point two. Eric, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you on the socials?
2: Oh God, I'm not gonna call it X uh, on Twitter. I
1: refuse to call it hard, X because nobody
2: ever knows what you're talking about. Like it's so stupid. So, but I am on Twitter as just my name, Eric Lawrence L O R I N C. I'm uh, I'm on Instagram and other stuff too, but like I'm mostly a Twitter boy. Uh, right it's a vibe in the um (laughs) i don't have anything to plug right now but yeah just just follow me it's it'll be fun we'll have fun Yeah.
1: yeah uh if you want to find us on the socials we are on the podcast you can find it on twitter facebook instagram blue sky uh the ones with actual handles the twitter handle everywhere else it's at triple m pod with three m's you can find me and sean on twitter letterbox blue sky i am at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u sean your handle is murph the smurf
0: m-u-r-p-h-t-h-e-s-m-u-r-p-h
1: if you want to email us anything your thoughts on an episode or just whatever or if you want to chat with us or request something our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com and Sean what are you watching next time
0: so we're, to finish out our spooky season uh, we are doing a movie about the inevitability Sex. of STDs. <laughs> and the inevitability <laughs> of death uh, we're doing It Follows
1: hell yeah I'm so excited also an amazing film
0: what do you think of It Follows Eric oh I loved It Follows I loved it a lot Definitely.
1: Micah is so good. I love her so much. Watch her, amazing. If you haven't watched Watcher, go watch it. Please <laughs> don't forget to give us a rate or even a review if, have time, if you have the time. It helps us so much and helps people find the podcast. And don't forget to be kind to people. It's really hard out there. It doesn't cost anything. And if you do want to be kind, that costs a little something, there is a link in our show notes that you could donate like a dollar a month or something. And we do have a Patreon in the works with some um, really fun ideas that will be starting in the next couple months. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Eric, thank you so much for yeah. being a pinch hitter for us on this episode <laughs> yes. and coming in at the very last minute. I really appreciate it. And it was, it was really great talking to you. Thank you
0: for having me. Oh yes. Goodness. You were awesome. So awesome to have wow. you on here
1: and we will absolutely have you back again uh, whenever we can get you on in 2025 <laughs> because I'm crazy and plan yeah. things out really far ahead. Yeah. So actually I'll probably be reaching out to you not too far in the future because I'm insane. Um. But yes, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for having me until next time. Bye everyone. Bye.
0: bye. It was the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to end with that.
1: <laughs> I-, I liked it.